3: Guten Abend, mein Frau, mein Fraulein, Kevin Gauthier, Gutting the Sacred Cow. Here we are, kids. It is episode 10. Peter Garacci coming in to do Godfather 2. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for all your support with Gutting the Sacred Cow. Two very small quick favors to ask. If you have friends who love stand-up comics like us, and if they love to the do film podcasts and film debates, why not tag them in their, in these posts that we're putting up? And just recommend, hey, you know what? Check these two guys out, Kevin and Kevin, like Simon and Simon back in 1985. I know, dated reference. Sorry, millennials. These two guys are funny, and they make a great podcast, so why not listen? Please give us a five-star rating and just two, three-sentence review on iTunes. Big help. Really appreciate. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy the
2: podcast. Gather round is what I know. Guys? Let that be your catch. Hi, everybody.
3: Sup? Hi, Dr. Nick. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, episode numero DS.
0: I think that oh. should we be doing something special for this one? We made it ten. We haven't killed each other.
3: No. No. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna have riffs? Is that your thought was gonna happen?
0: I feel this is gonna go this is gonna go Beatle style once we hit it big. I guess I'm John and you're uh, George Harrison. All right. Yeah, you're getting shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was just the anniversary, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, if his death was yeah. yesterday, I believe.
3: Well, uh, that is right. Uh you're talking to one guy who hates the Beatles. Uh, you're uh, talking to two guys. Oh. let's do a podcast about how you guys are wrong. The Beatles <laughs> are. I they're, mean, they're insanely influential, and I respect what they've done.
2: But I tell you what, you take the Rolling Stones, and you know, the, the Rolling Stones yeah. any day of the week on a desert they, as, on a desert island. I would take Beatles. With, over any other band ever. I would say dry uh, anal rape before I did that.
0: I, I agree with Kevin in that I get that they were influential and I get that their music was loved by many. I just was never able to get into it.
3: No. It's too sappy. It's too pussy. Yeah. It's just not. There's a
0: couple songs where I'm like, oh, I like this song, but it's it's nothing. I don't have any Beatles on my iTunes.
2: Honestly, I'm glad. I have one. One. That's it. I'm, I'm glad funny. we're starting with finding out that we have Different tastes because go, <laughs> this is perfect. This is exactly what we want. Our guest
3: today, the Beetle Lover himself, Peter Garacci. Yes, how you doing? Doing. I'm doing. How you
0: doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. guys. I love that we brought in an Italian for this. Yeah, Italian. That's my
3: grandmother calls him, but she's a 91 year old, you know, German lady. Hilarious. Uh, they say that, the Italians <laughs> they screwed us. <laughs> we saved them. <laughs> no, uh, Peter, I dare say he has chosen a film that. Drawing drew a lot of ire already. This probably I know we're only ten episodes in. The films that when we announced that they were going to be done, the ones that drew the most ire were definitely Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, Spaceballs. Am I missing one more? Or, I think that's it.
0: I think those two were the were the ones, ones that, that yeah. people were getting yeah, the most people upset were, about. People really worked up about.
3: Peter has decided to attempt, and I underlined and you quotations attempt to take down the nineteen seventy four american cinematic masterpiece known as Godfather part two Kevin Israel has just seen the Godfather one and I, two you know what i, I a day ago <laughs> I already hate you
0: because I had to spend seven hours yesterday watching these movies because somehow. I am a reject and made it my 43 years without ever seeing any of the Godfathers.
2: Uh had to. I I spent 7 hours also and it was every minute was enjoyable. Even even I don't want to get into it just yet, but I'm not trolling. I actually do believe that Godfather Part 2 is the probably the most overrated film of all time. Huh. But even still it's still a pleasurable experience. It's just because of what it's become and its reputation that I think it's I... it's deserving of some gutting if we to use the parlance of your podcast. Godfather right. 2 right. made
3: a lusty 47.5 million domestically and 88 million worldwide in 1974 in today's terms. I was going to
0: say adjusted for
3: 247.9 domestically and 453.9 internationally. Dude, those are decent numbers. Those are solid numbers. They're not, you know, Avengers Infinity War numbers. IMDb score, want
0: to take a guess? IMD beef. Uh, 1 through 10. Oh, they do 10. One yeah, so ten. It's, I'm going to say it's like a 9-3. Nine, 9 flat. Wow. Huh. A Rotten
3: Tomatoes score, Peter Garacci. Give me an audience Rotten Tomatoes
0: score. I would
3: score. guess 95%. 97. So you would get both showcases. Critics. Kevin Israel, want to get guess on the critics? Oh. Uh,
0: I'm going to say 96.
3: 97 as well. Wow. Both Critics and audience spot on same. Famous quotes. Now, we just did Last Jedi. Not many quotes. This film, lots. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say lots, but I would say the ones that are in it are part of everyone's daily daily lexicon. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Easily that's, number that's one. It. Or you can even argue number two: keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Either or both part of both parodied and have been part of our language and you know metaphors for years. And the third one I forgot about were bigger than US Steel.
0: Oh, I have a I have a different quote. I'm all ears. Because yeah. it's a quote that I've heard people say and I never got it because I never saw this movie. I'm smart. Ah, oh,
3: that one <laughs> yeah. from Stern. At I debate on putting scene. that. <laughs> not, like, not dumb like everybody says, but smart. I'm smart. I know things. Five fun. Facts. I think we need intro music for our Five Fun Facts. Actually.
0: I think we need intro music for all of this. We have an intro song. But I think we need, like, for the going into the quotes, I think we need, like, a slew of, like, famous quotes.
3: Oh, like a montage yeah. of stuff like 0.0. <laughs> I like that. Get on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll
0: do that. You'll see I've done everything else. You'll see some serious shit. I know. I like the way this is going. Keep that. keep doing everything. No thanks. <laughs> Need to breathe. Three shows for Christ's sakes.
3: Fact. Fun fact number one: Godfather Two is the last film printed in Technicolor. Oh, right. Yeah. Mario Puzo did not want Fredo to die, but Coppola insisted on it, and they both agreed to having him die when uh, the mom got when the, when the yeah. mom died. The guy who played Clemenza, I'm not looking it up. Richard Castellano. Right. And Godfather 1, he pulled out. Got, and the guy who played Frank Pantangeli stepped in as the new character of the Clemenza uh, rank. And that actor
2: was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Michael Vigazzo, yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> also a Tony Award-nominated uh, a uh, playwright. I'll do the fun facts around here, asshole. <laughs> no, I like this. I like this.
3: <laughs> the one doing First sequel to Win Best Picture. And the first time two actors played the, playing the same role won the Oscar. Oh, that's mm-hmm. Mario Mario Marlon Brando was supposed to cameo at the end of the film like James Kahn did, but showed the no showed due to salary disputes.
0: I could see. Yeah, he, he was an asshole towards the end. Yes.
3: <laughs> did he send the Amer- the uh, American Indian woman to go pick up his uh, statue for, for one, one, yeah. one, exactly? Yeah. Uh, Five-star critic reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. The result is among the very greatest of American films. The lasting popularity isn't a fluke. The Godfather films stand the test of time because they aren't just movies. They're cultural touchstones. From start to to finish, this is filmmaking at its most immortal. These English lit degrees are going hard and over time. You hear that? Sarah Douglas graduates, Sarah Lawrence graduates. A rare sequel to a film that recaptures and expands upon the mastery of its predecessor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes one-star reviews. There are, in fact, a great many good things to look at in the film, but they don't add up to anything very impressive. I came away with the feeling I had been shown somebody's family snapshot album with all the pictures pasted up in the wrong order. Second one. It's a second movie made largely out of bits and pieces of Mr. Puzo's novel that didn't fit in the first. It's a Frankenstein's movie stitched together from leftover parts. It talks. It moves in and fits and starts, but has no mind of its own. Those are the only two Rotten Reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Can I
0: say something? You may. I agree with both of them.
2: I agree with both of them as well. Those points are points that I'm going to make in more detail. Continue. Continue. Amazon five-star
3: reviews. Good movie. <laughs> that's but, a, wait wait wait. That's, that's a bad way to start a five-star review. But Amazon should reconsider at least discounting these movies for Prime customers. There are very few good movies available on Prime, and three ninety-nine is a lot to rent compared to Redbox. I, people put their renting techniques in here, and they yeah. always make my final cut.
0: I feel like my dad wrote that review. Well,
3: it's The Godfather. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. To speak ill of this movie is Harris, Hearsay. Heresy. Don't they mean
0: heresy? heresy. heresy. That's what they said, hearsay. I know that. Oh, he spelled her- Hearsay? Yes.
3: <laughs> it's one of the very few sequel movies that actually exceeds the expectations of the first film. The list is short. Terminator 2, Aliens, The Dark Knight, Gremlins 2! Pausing for effect. What? Someone forgot a little film called Empire Strikes Back. What? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. <laughs> Go back to that. This is how it. Okay. <laughs> this is the thing. Okay. Uh, two more. I would argue the second installment of The Godfather was the best because of the emotional roller coaster it takes you on from the communes of Sicily to the streets of New York. I love when they do scenic uh, recaps. What can I say? It's The Godfather, classic. I can never watch it enough. Forget about I, it. I, I, I can't. Uh, everyone at the office always knows I've watched it over the weekend because I always have a mobster swagger to me for a few days afterwards. This guy is an A one cunt. Oh my god! Like he's that person in the office that no one wants to invite to their own like house for festivities. Hey Jimmy, don't make me
0: take you to the mattresses.
3: Jimmy, I want you to come over, but please, whatever you do, don't watch Godfather <laughs> one or two in the next day or two because I don't like your gangster swagger. Your gangster swagger. And while you're at it, don't watch Pumping Iron. You're not that. You're not fit at all. You're Very fat. Okay. I'm coming all the time. (laughs) Don't. Babies drink milk. Real men drink beer. All day I'm coming. I'm coming. Ah, That's a good one. Amazon one-star reviews. These are our favorite Peter Garachi. Why? Because these are the open mics of reviews. I can't believe how hype this movie is. Long, slow, and boring. Horrible, overrated, overacted, colloquial urban pseudo history that glorifies, vilifies, and stereotypes Italians as gangsters, religious hypocrites, and intellectual buffoons. If I were attended if I were Italian, I'd be offended. This Hollywood hogwash should be relegated to B movie status at best. Wow. Now why are you so upset if you're not Italian? Any of those who are Italian, embrace this film. It is on the centerpiece next to Jesus <laughs> and uh, Saint Anthony, of the, uh, so they don't get lost while driving, right? Absolutely awful. I mean, the first one is a classic. I heard this one was better, but I really want my four dollars back. She will never watch again.
0: Three ninety nine. Relax, yeah, yeah. buddy.
3: Did they, are these people rolling couch change to watch these films? And how it's do you a- how do you get that
0: change into Amazon? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like the people who complain the, about the the packaging. old people are putting in like their kids like Nintendo Wii. <laughs> it's like when they review a product, but they complain about the packaging. Yeah, like, I want to know does the the tool work or There's not? Too I'll...
3: much cellophane. This movie was painful to finish. I felt like I was watching paint dry. Sure, you can give it credit for the, for the Excuse me for the historic periods, accurate, but do set design. I don't edit. This is what I'm reading. Costumes and props make a good movie. Great movie, I think not call me an idiot but i don't like it okay an idiot i say nay sir yeah this this is this guy is my favorite ready strap in this is how i imagine they envision it quotes hey i'm a dumb sicilian who says stupid phrases with double meanings and then brutally mur- and then brutally murders others but it's okay because everything about this is the fake "Quote unquote family, not the narcissistic personality disorder." Play some crappy music from the old country and drink some and drink some bad vino. In quotes, make sure to speak in broken English gibberish with an Italian accent. Yes, you too can be a loser thug. Is your life this pathetic? Don't answer that. Parentheses. We know it is.
0: What is this guy a life coach? Like, I think relax, this guy's talking
3: through his own session, like what he's going to say to his therapist. <laughs> I this I. Th- I'm just going to speak this. I want you to tell me at the end how you envision this reviewer. I just watched Godfather 2 part, Godfather part 2 now. And I must take a moment to gather myself. It's all too much. My mind and body have entered what seems to be a state of shock and awe. I feel like just collapsing into a chair and staring into blank space. A blank stare of contemplation, much like Michael did throughout the whole three-hour duration of the movie. If you excuse me, I have to go now. I have to get a grip (laughs) on the life-shattering, staggering events that I have just witnessed. I really need to lie down. I must recuperate. You see... My knees have turned to jelly I may have to support them with my plastic kneecap uh, movies like movies this powerful should be banned wow this I picture like an 80 year old man in a retirement home because he must say he had to rest for all this stuff you sat and, and you sat and watched this film for three and a half hours why do you need to continue to rest
0: you're a dumbfounded. you're resting your soul you're resting your
3: You can rest your soul when you die.
0: You need to turn off your Italian for a little bit. It was too much Italian.
3: is isn't much. Why are these movies so dull? People's (laughs) in suits talking about business and who's going to kill who. I'm not expecting an action-packed movie, but at least something I can care about. A draw-in or something.
0: I love the analysis that this movie was just people in suits talking about who to kill. That's a fantastic... Like, you you ever see on Twitter?
3: Simpleton. On Twitter
0: when they're like, describe a movie badly. That's a great describe a movie badly.
3: (laughs) I have my notes. Do you have notes on this?
0: I have thoughts, yeah. Uh, Observations. Here are my observations.
3: Number one, Connie Corleone, Talia Shire, is the biggest waste of life. Especially in part one. But Especially in part two. She's useless. Kate Corleone is a fun vortex. Why would you want to marry her? She exudes nothing fun in life. She seems like she gives a blowjob and then she gives a, are you done yet? Look on your face. Not in my eye. Don't get on the carpet. She don't catch, do it in the toilet. She she, she catches him watching. Watch, she catches him wiping his balls and dick off the fucking drapes. <laughs> if, he, if he's done fucking or missionary don't style. Don't use the Pomeranian. <laughs> I don't see Michael Coriolan owning, owning a Pomeranian. Yes. I see Kay moving out owning a Pomeranian. Yes. Oh, yeah. Number four. Uh, sorry, three. Dragging Fredo's wife off the dance floor. Uh, while screaming, "Never marry a wop," got a laugh out of me. <laughs> really did, because it was reminiscent of Carlo calling G- Connie a guinea brat. Like a guinea brat never listens. They had to keep that whole guinea wop thing, in, you know, intact. Right. Uh, Vito Corleone's mom actually literally bringing a knife to a gunfight to kill that mob guy was just flat out silly. Why are you bringing a knife to meeting of the mob where your kid got shot, knowing there will be guns there? Right. Very lazy uh, planning. Robert De Niro speaking in Italian sounds like cinder blocks and a cement mixer. <laughs> that, Itali- that was horrible. Uh, I didn't recognize De Niro without shoe lifts and fighting someone like he was in quicksand. <laughs> Call back to the Irishman. Don Finucci is an uber douche. We can all agree on that, right? He deserves I'm glad he got killed. Yes. Uh, but I have questions how that, uh, that sock thing caught fire after he shot him in the head with that. Well, I think that that as could a, happen. Yeah.
0: That yeah. could happen. Yeah. Uh,
3: why do we need to see Baby Fre- you know, baby Fredo's penis several
0: times? Does this qualify a lot. as child porn? I like, think so. That one scene, I was like, all right, can we put the kid's dick away? Is that is this necessary? I mean, it was a, t- clo- it was a tight shot of his dick for at least like
3: five Mississippi. It was like staring at me. We, I thank you. So are, are we trying to say that Francis Ford Coppola, try, you know, in bed with Roman Polanski when it comes to the tastes?
0: Yeah, I'm not saying anything.
3: Fredo's dick. I don't want to sleep with the fishes. Oh. There is, there is more talk of family in this film than all the Fast. I and was Furious. just, I was, snaked. Yes, more talk of family than any of the Fast and Furious can thank you. Fast and Furious films combined. Oh my least, god! At least there is no Letty, but unfortunately there is Talia Shire, the wet blanket of the Corleones. <laughs> uh, nice to remember the soft-spoken Al Pacino and not the Hoo-ah! Hoo-ah! And I legit lol'd when he shut the door in Case face at the oh, very end. Oh, that was. Uh, I was like, good, get out. You're a terrible, boring person. You knew what you were getting a terribly boring person. You knew what you were getting into, Kay. Go ahead, Kay. Ask about my business just once. You can ask about the business.
0: Just once. That's how you treat a lady.
3: Kevin Israel, your thoughts.
0: So, uh, like you said, I watched these movies for the first time yesterday. I dedicated almost seven hours of my life on a Sunday, skipped all football, and watched... (laughs) watch these two movies in a row so i can't to,
3: believe you didn't break, i can't believe you didn't watch one saturday and one sunday
0: i i was going to but then i got called in for a show on saturday when i was gonna watch it so i had to everything just kept getting compressed okay so uh so to so i apologize because to me the two movies just ran together because they felt like just one long lot of italian stuff
3: but the book is is both films in one right and the book right. to its credit one of the very few books that they did they actually won the credit to the film where they really get the book at a ninety-ish percent parallel. Yeah, like
0: I've, I've heard they us. did. I've yeah. heard they did a did justice, and to the, the book.
3: book flows too. I mean, again, three and a half hours, pretty, well, three plus and change for each film, and it does not have that any kind of lag. Is the at book all. like a thousand pages? No, it's probably. I got. I can get my phone said. You could pull it up probably if I had to guess, like three fifty. Really? Oh, ma- it's very manageable. Oh
0: wow, I might have, have to. I might have to read that. But anyway,
3: 354,
0: something. Like so. I uh, I thought both of these movies, one and two, uh, were, were a compilation of very interesting scenes with very little tying them together to make like it felt like each one was just a little short story. And then it was like, all right, now we're going to move on to the next short story. And my example and I'm, I'm, I'm going to Godfather one, even though I know we're talking about Godfather two here after um, after Michael's first wife gets killed in the car bomb.
3: Was it Apollonia? Apollonia. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then suddenly. Monday,
3: Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, Which
0: I, that was another line that I was like, oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah. uh, Then suddenly he just comes home and he goes, Kate, I want to marry you. I want to, I want to, I want to. And it was like, what happened? We got nothing. We got no mourning. No, like, we're home. No, like, you just decided I'm coming home and you, I'm going to marry
2: you. Like, where? What? I think that's showing you how cold blooded he is, though. I, I, I guess, but. It just, it felt so stilted to me. Like, a lot
0: of this, yeah. a lot of what happens throughout these movies felt very, like, alright, And this is what happens next. Don't worry about the between, this is what happens next. As, uh, as far as this, uh, the second movie, I loved Vito Corleone's story. I loved it. I wanted right. that to be the entire movie.
3: Which is everyone's argument why they like two better. I prefer... Oh, is that? I prefer... Or, or, and the people who say that are usually Italian, by the way. Fun fact. <laughs> as a crowd, I, I find one... I prefer one. Don't get me wrong. Love two,
0: but I prefer one. I So, uh, as far as Michael's story, I I didn't care as much. There were some great scenes. I thought the scene where uh, Kate reveals to him that she had an abortion, I thought that was a masterful scene. Great. I thought his performance in that scene going from trying to calm her down to just enraged and beating. i thought slapping i thought it was just amazing and knowing the importance of having a son to him i just thought that was such a great scene and such a great moment that just but it just didn't tie into everything else it just felt it felt like it was just one great moment and the scene where he slammed the door in her face was also just such a great and and his evolution i get was awesome and seeing him go from in one where he was just this like nice kid who was a hero and he didn't want to being off this, to be this war this cold-blooded head of the mob but the the movies themselves they just it just never grabbed me N- neither of them ever grabbed me okay it felt like a lot of really good scenes and good performances that were just kind of hamstrung together
3: you don't find the uh, the dialogue uh was well written. You didn't find that the script itself. No, I
0: thought no. I, and, no, it was. It was definitely well written. It was, and like like you said, I didn't feel like I wanted to ask for my time back watching these movies. But I also just I don't. I would never put either of these movies on like my top ten list.
3: They're not on my top ten list. That's for, for sure. But I mean, you would agree that these are, first of all, insanely important to American cinematic history. I guess that was a very begrudgingly
0: yes. Yeah, I,
3: I mean, I I I, I guess. I don't know is it because you saw this too late in life?
0: I think so i think I think that it's so far removed from relevance for me and and I then d- I you know like the, the there are big long epic movies that I do enjoy. I just felt that that these they they dragged at points and it felt like he really liked like the one reviewer said like he really likes just capturing the long scene of Michael staring off or just like there was a lot of pointless time spent in it where there was like a scene where she, one of the women walked out of a car and she's walking towards the house and then she just walks into the house and I was like why do we need to see her get out of the car and walk into the house they should have just showed the door open and her walk in like it just felt like there was a lot of extraneous stuff that he liked to do that he thought people would be like oh this is show them being people
3: again I, I'm not saying this is a flawless film by any stretch it does drag at spots I just I saw it and I saw it late I saw it, I I think I was 21 or tw- no I was t- yeah, I was 21, I had mono, and I was like, well, can't go out, can't do anything. If I, well, as long as I can stay awake, I'll watch this film and uh, other films I caught up on. And I, it's great. It's a great film. Would you put this ahead of Goodfellas? For me? Yes. Personally? No, the fucking green screen. I, yes. I, you know what?
0: As I said personally, I was like, oh, we just slammed some guy for saying personally. No, I wouldn't. Goodfellas I en- ahead. I enjoyed Goodfellas more than, much more. I'll watch Goodfellas any time of the day from any point in the movie okay i love that movie i did too i agree i put goodfellas above it too casino same thing yeah okay. casinos but also and here's the thing but it's not sure. both true. well i guess it is both goodfellas and casino to me are fun movies there's stuff that happens in them that's fun it's enjoyable neither of these movies was fun they were compelling they were interesting they were historic but they both of them felt a bit like a slog to get through
3: they again, they did lag at times. I, I agree, but overall, pretty darn good. What would you give it a, on a score of one to ten? Part two. That's, we're not talking about one. Uh, six. Really? Yeah. All right. I would say seven, seven and a half. All right. I mean, it's still a classic. Peter
2: Garacci, what are your thoughts on the Godfather two? Well, my first thought is, uh, I thought I was here to to. Uh give my points but it's been fun watching you guys develop your relationship this This has been beautiful for me to see you guys cultivate a relationship over the microphone no idea uh so can i like i have bullet points but i also have like a little bit of a backstory of my experience with the movie which i think will explain why sure so, so so i do think the original godfather is one of the greatest if not the greatest movie ever made coppola is my artistic hero bar none and Why? He's only done two films that are, that are of, of
0: major... If you consider... I, this... Apocalypse,
3: Apocalypse Now is garbage.
0: <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> garbage. I rewatched it three I, weeks ago. I saw a bomb explode in his eyes
2: when you said that. <laughs>
3: when like, the napalm in the morning going <laughs> off his head?
2: Boy, that
0: was
3: terrible. He made...
2: Like, I don't even consider this... A, I, it was a, for the majority of my life, I consider this a movie a masterpiece. I don't know if I consider it a masterpiece anymore. But whether it is or not, he either made three or four masterpieces in a row. The Two Godfathers, Apocalypse Now. This is actually his second best film of 1974. The Conversation with Gene Hackman. Is I haven't incredible, seen that. I know it's good. Incredible movie that Coppola did the same year that he did. And that's – so Coppola um, actually had lunch with him one time. It was unfucking believable Like I was uh, in the wine business for a while and uh, he – I was going to ask if There is was a wine time. It was a I, wine know. lunch that I got invited to. It was like eight of us and he's telling stories and he's like, yeah, you know, Sophia was eight years old in the Philippines and all – it's unbelievable – and he um, he wanted like he's an artist like this is a guy who like grew up like doing like musical theater his dad was a flute player I believe flautist a, a flautist yes <laughs> and he wanted to make like artsy films he got roped into directing The Godfather which he didn't want to do it was a blockbuster book of that time period they wanted to make a movie they gave a chance to a young young hotshot guy he had made a a, a terrible Roger Corman movie and then he made a movie in 1966 called you're a Big Boy Now, which is utter horseshit. I saw it because I wanted to see what how Coppola started. That movie came out in 66. He does Godfather in 72. You can't get from that movie to The Godfather in six years. Like That, <laughs> to me, is a, is a thing of genius because there's nothing in that movie that rec- would recommend it, and yet six years later he makes arguably one of, if not the greatest movie of all time. So he didn't want to do it. He was under a lot of constraints. They, didn't want, they wanted to fire him. They didn't want Pacino. They didn't want Brando. And I need to deal with the mob the entire time while shooting it. Yeah, so Coppola is somebody – he's an artist who – he he thrives under difficult circumstances. So he, he makes this movie under impossible circumstances, and he said it to me. He goes – and I've heard him say, like, a variation of this. He goes, people say, oh, I, you know, I watched that movie, and I loved it. He goes, I see it, and I go, what a terrible time Francis had making that movie. Like, he literally was, like, suicidal during the making of the movie. Wow. So Godfather becomes – one of the biggest hits ever, and that, and it's funny how different the time was. At that time, they weren't making really gangster movies; they were considered very like kind of sh- shitty movies to make like gangster movies. So he makes this movie, and it becomes like people were lined up around the block to go see The Godfather. So you really don't have like Oscar movies like that anymore. Yeah. So it wins best pic. He doesn't win best director. It only wins best picture. It wins best actor for Br- Brando, and it won one other I can't think of right now. Uh, but it really was like. Cabaret won most of the awards that year, which is fucking nuts. <laughs> but so they wanted to do – they want so Godfather 2 is a cash grab. It's like the original cash grab, and he doesn't want to do it. He recommends Martin Scorsese as the director. He even says he doesn't have a reason – oh, he doesn't – That's I'm, the Italian in me is banging on the table. I'll stop, I'll stop doing that. I apologize. Um, the old joke, how do you mute an Italian, cut his hands off? Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't want to do – so the first movie is a masterpiece, and he's under all these limitations, and it's miserable, and he almost gets fired. And he pulls it off. The second movie, he said, he goes, it was all green lights. And so what happens when an artist, all of a sudden, who's used to working under extreme circumstances, all of a sudden gets everything that they want? You make The Irishman. Uh, actually, <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities. With that. I, I watched The Irishman recently, and there's bits and pieces of The Irishman art that are great. But they could have cut an hour out of that movie easily. 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 I want, and you can't give me more Keitel. Three and a half hours, you can't give me more than two minutes of Keitel. What the fuck are you doing? Anyway, Scorsese is a whole other ballgame. So, so my backstory, I'm Sicilian from Jersey. like grew up, my father's an immigrant from the same part of Sicily where this stuff takes place. So I'm a kid. I, have a, I find a cassette tape that says The Godfather, and I watch it a million times as a kid. What I don't realize is what I'm watching is called The Godfather Saga. So in the late 70s, early 80s, they ran it on TV, but they ran it chronologically. Mm-hmm. So what I had the cassette tape of was the Vito Corleone story chronologically? So it starts with the beginning oh, of Ellis Island, Godfather. No, oh, no, no with Godfather it's in Italy, two it's in Italy, yeah. With the mother and yeah. uh, the funeral. Oh, the mother okay. getting killed, and so that's the first hour and a half of of the cassette. So I would watch it in order over. And again, this is a cassette tape. You can't skip ahead on the DVD. That
0: so wait wait that's interesting. So that the portion of Godfather Two that was Vito's backstory was an hour and a half
2: i would uh, it's probably about half of the it's funny cuz it didn't
0: moment. it didn't feel like it was a half of that movie so
2: i watched it that way so to this day i have trouble remembering which what what's in part 1 and what's in part 2 but i've i've gone back to it i the Vito Corleone part, the, the De Niro part, to me is the best part. Yes. And actually, De- as a Sicilian speaker, De Niro's Sicilian is not bad. Like, that's what, we, really? that's what my family members sell. Sou- De Niro's like, you know, he's a method actor. He, he went to Sicily. He like, lived there. He like, learned the language. Oh, well. he's, Al, Al Pacino's Sicilian is garbage. And if you notice, Al always stops speaking Sicilian yeah. three lines in. Yep. De Niro's entire part is in Sicilian. And that's the world that I grew up in. I, I knew those stories. To me, it feels almost like memories. Like those uh. ladies look like my grandmother, like the way that they dress, the way that they act. Like I knew those people. But you, you get from that to – all right, this is sort of my, my bullet points. Um, Two, the reason, too, is The Sacred Cow is that everyone considers it the greatest sequel ever, maybe the greatest ever, definitely better than the first not possibly true. Is it? Is it a terrible movie? No, by, by no means. Is it an enjoyable movie? Yes, but it can't be because it, it pales in comparison to the first one. I agree. The, the first one, you lose too much. You lose Brando. Mm-hmm. You lose James Caan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hagen is maybe my favorite character as the Robert Duvall. That, so was just, was, that was the thing I. You too. lose too much, Tom Hagen. <laughs> like he's such, there. like he's a moral center. He's an outsider. He's the one kind of commenting and telling you what's going on, as because the audience is an outsider to this world. You basically lose that character. So – and the story is about how the sins of the father visit upon the sons. So I was watching I – I watched both of them again today uh, for fun. I, I could have I done this – if you woke me up in the middle of the night and said, give, you, give us your arguments on Godfather and Godfather 2, with a flashlight in my face, I could do it without. But I, I wanted to do this. Right. So I'm watching it, and it's so funny because in one, when, when Vito gets, gets shot and you think he might be dead, all the sons and Tom Hagen are gathered in a room, and they're discussing – and it's like, oh, they don't know what to do. These sons are now in this position where they have to take over the family, and their father didn't prepare them for this, at all. And that's when Michael decides to kill Solazzo and uh, and McCluskey. And I and I was even thinking, a lesser movie, the build up to the restaurant scene where he kills. Where mm. First, no, first the hospital scene where Michael hides. Yeah. You know, the I'm Enzo the baker. Like yeah. that scene is unfucking believable. And then you go right into him meeting with Salazo and McCluskey in the restaurant and killing them. In a lesser movie, that would be the climax and the end of a great movie. That's in an hour one yeah. of The Godfather. Um, so I just think it's epic. the The cinematography is great. The music's great. The acting is unbelievable. You had all these guys were young. They were unknowns. He took chances on all these young guys. So what happens two years later? They've all become stars. Marlon Brando, being an asshole, doesn't like fuck he fucks Coppola over. Mm-hmm. Copola is Copola's genius, though, is is coming up with solutions to impossible situations. So I actually think the end scene of Godfather Two is an amazing scene. Here's I would I why would, because it because he had to, he had this problem of he wanted to show the whole point of the movie is how how we got to this point where Michael Corleone becomes this monster, and so you go you do a flashback and you show early on and you show the disconnect between him. He's all alone right. in that family, that table with all those people one by one, they leave the room and the father is in the other room and he's there sitting alone. It's an amazing poetic ending, but Brando doesn't show up. So he has to film it without Brando. But that's a, that's a genius solution. Mm-hmm. Like Coppola is a genius for that kind of stuff. But if you give if you have Coppola unlimited budget, you get Cuba. I, so you lose all that stuff and you gain a bunch of shit that i, I can I could can't care less about johnny ola i don't care really about hyman roth, roth I, of didn't, I didn't i didn't the rosado bro who gives a fuck like i want to know the cope like these are characters that i fell in love with in the, and i hate when i hate when tv shows do this when they add new characters like lost i love the first season of lost why are you giving me more characters i want to spend time yeah. with the characters that i like i i don't want i don't want new people that i don't care about i'm here it's, because I'm, it's
0: funny what you say about hyman roth because and uh, and I, and a, a lot of godfather 2 in my opinion will have suffered from the fact that i i sat through one and now i was sitting through two literally with no break and i think i just started to burn out but the whole hyman roth cuban story i wasn't even following it i have yeah, no like, idea what's going very, on very have, convoluted I, I, and, I, and, and, my, and my wife watched tried watching them with me and she she looked at me and she's going she went does Hyman Roth really want to kill Michael? And I was like, no, I think he keeps saying that because he wants to bring these other people out and he's using Hyman Roth kind of as this straw man to to get these other people to go, oh. And then it was like, oh, no, he really did want to kill him.
3: I want you to have
0: your cake. Enjoy your cake.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's implied <laughs> so that Pantangeli is against Roth, but then why kill both? Of them? So is one of them trying to kill Michael? Right, or are they both trying to kill Michael. Right. Like okay, it? good. I'm glad I'm well, not. Well, Pantangeli then killed himself in the end because he would to have to testify in front of Congress. So, so there, he like again speaking of Coppola's genius. So Richard Castellano plays Clemenza, who's a huge part of the first movie. Doesn't want to come back. He's fighting with Coppola, so that Coppola has to write this, create this character of Frank Pantangeli, which is great. Michael V. is great in this movie. He's a great character, but again, it's a new person that I don't care about. And I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got great lines. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. He's, that, really... that
0: Congress, the Congress scene was great.
2: It was, yeah. It was but doing, again, yeah. it's like I'm like, it's, it's an interesting scene, but it would have been great as part of a miniseries yeah. as a as a. So and um, Michael has nowhere to go as a character because the arc of the character is watching that guy who's the nice kid who's trying to fall in love with this you know white American girl becoming this dark character. But once he becomes that guy the arc is done so right. there's no arc to the character of michael corleone in the second movie
0: well and i he, think i i i what i took away from it was and again i could be completely wrong but what i took away from it was that they kept on giving these little moments where you're like oh he's going to see the light he's going to like yeah. he forgave fredo he's going to Maybe he could like with his wife, that moment where she's at, she's at the door, like he's going to, and then each time it was like, Nope, he's still a piece of shit. He killed Fredo. He slammed the door. He killed everyone. It kind of ended just like the first one ended where Michael just clears the, clears the playing field. And he's always going to be this asshole.
2: So, uh, but he did promise. He goes, "I'm going to kill him when he, As soon as my mom yeah, dies, he's dead." Yeah, so, right. There's so he's no. no it. He's
0: completely
3: going to. I want nothing this is, to happen. This is, anyway. fi-
2: this is fiction, but it is obviously based in stuff. Like Johnny uh, Johnny Fontaine is based on Sinatra. Like the, the, right. those those hearings really did happen. So there's 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 uh, historical stuff. As far as I can tell, there is no historical precedent for a mobster killing a brother or a family member. That's a complete fabrication by. Coppola, and it's, I think it's a bridge too far. And I think that's why Puzo was against it because it doesn't make sense. I didn't like that he got killed. Yeah. It, I mean, again, it's, a it's a it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a horrifying moment. It's a great movie moment, quote like unquote. But my, I have a proposition though. this is, and this is, I, I'm not, I'm not trolling with this. This is something I've been thinking about long before I even like thought I was coming on this podcast. So my proposition is you take part one, you take the full part one. You add all of the De Niro, like, Sicily parts in order. You add the Frank Pantangeli, Tom Hagen scene in the prison yard where Tom convinces him to kill himself. Mm-hmm. You add the I'm smart, not dumb like people say scene. And that's it. You, know, you, have, you have a four-hour amazing movie. You, don't, you can throw all of the rest of it away. And I would sit because part two, I think, is a half an hour longer than part one anyway. So if you tag yeah. 30 minutes onto part one, you're only at the regular length of part two anyway. So add 30 more minutes, and you're, you're golden. You, say, you save everybody two hours. Right. You, can go, you can go get a sandwich. You can do whatever you want for the rest of your You can watch a football game <laughs> in the time that you
0: save. Let me ask you something. There was a scene, since you're clearly an expert on this, uh, there was a scene, the scene that I didn't understand into, and a, and again, this was towards the end, and I was getting burnt out, was when uh, uh, Michael confronts Tom about him getting another job. What was the purpose of that scene?
2: I, I mean, again, I don't even, I don't even remember. I'm bad with plot. I, I forget like who's what and what, what was doing what. But I, I think it's just more the, the isolation of everybody from. So the whole like, like, because Tom was like, I've been loyal to you this whole time. Like, what are you well, talking that, about? No,
3: did he, wasn't that the part we asked him to be the head while he's gone? Did I
2: miss that right? Was that, was that? I don't. I. He I, said somebody offered him. He's like, do I have to tell you every job that I'm offered that I turned? Yeah, down? yeah, right. And that. Yeah. 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 OK. He I'm didn't like Michael. That's another thing is like Vito is a good boss. And he tried to teach like um, the amazing scene at the end of one where where uh, you know, Senator Corleone, Governor Corleone. I yeah. never wanted this for you, yeah. Michael. Like he taught his son some stuff that he doesn't seem to have absorbed. Like right. Vito would not have done like he had a conciliate. He had somebody that he leaned on to give him counsel. Right. Who was Tom Hagen. It was Clemenza first and then became Tom Hagen. Michael has has none of that. He isolates his family. There's a scene where he asks the mom, like, "What did Dad think about the family?" Because he want, basically, he, yeah. So he's basically saying, like, "Would Dad be okay with me leaving my wife and killing my brother?" Clearly not. Right. <laughs> Clearly, the whole point of the movie is the way that we're entangled with family and the decisions that our parents make. I I, I did see an amazing thing though. So. um Again, as a Sicilian, like, I, I grew up with this. I grew up around this. And this stuff is, that stuff is more real to me than like going to Cuba and revolutions and all that shit. Who cares about that stuff? But there's a scene where they're at the dinner table, and Carlo yells at, at uh, Connie and James Con- – I think this has got to be part one. He goes – It is. He, and, and Con goes – he goes, don't ever yell at my, my, uh, my sister, sister like that. The mother just holds up her hand and says, don't – stay out of their business. And I'm like, that's a fucking Sicilian matriarch. That's all. Like she literally just, and you're seeing the back of her head. and She just puts her hand up, and immediately James Conn shrinks. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'll, I'll say this: like, people talk about like cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. which is nonsense. Every culture is appropriated. Every go to a harbor, sure town, go to anywhere where there's a port. And it's a mishmash of cultures because guess what? People get on ships, and they go from one country to another country, and they bring their culture with them. It's called progress. So even uh, Sicily is a place where the Moors and the Normans and the Vikings and everybody came through there. That's why I have green eyes and blonde hair, and my dad looks Algerian. Like it's just (laughs) – it's it's true. So I love like the mishmash of culture and and learning of culture and stuff. And guess what? You know, Because nowadays everyone – apparently nobody believes in acting anymore. You have to be the thing. You can't be – Marlon Brando is not Italian. Al Pacino is barely Italian. Robert De Niro is barely Italian. James Kahn is a Jew from Queens, my favorite Sicilian of all time. I put him against all the real Sicilians I know. <laughs> I'll take Sonny Corleone over any Sicilian I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I don't care because like it, it's a performance. and he's, I, I'm a big James Caan guy, and losing Caan, even in part one, is, is huge to me. But then to have that... like. 'Cause that's what's cool about that movie is the tension with the brothers and the family. Yeah. It it just becomes part two is just this internal like what what is Michael capable of? That's it. That's what the whole movie's about. And I just James Conn, did you know when Stallone was pitching Rocky? They're like we like the script, but we don't like
3: you. Well, who do you have in mind? He was he was still in set. He goes James Khan, Yeah, rocking. K-
2: Khan had a hell of a run. He did a movie called Thief, which is Michael Mann's first movie. Yes, which is one of my yes. favorite movies. He did a, he did The Gambler mm-hmm. uh, in the '70s, which was amazing. The reboot is a piece of shit. With yeah, I, would, Mark. I wouldn't even watch that. But the original one is unfucking believable. Uh, yeah, Khan had a, an unbelievable yeah, yeah. run. He had, I think, he Roller had some ball. drug problems in the '80s. And he kind of disappeared for a while, but even now he come. He's in Wes Anderson's first movie. He, like was Cop- about, he
3: also was rumored to go on for Han Solo, but because of said coke problems.
2: Oh really? No, yeah, yeah. It's funny because Coppola was. It's like Coppola was sort of the grandfather of all those guys, like like uh, Spielberg. George- Coppola was in the room for all the screen tests for Star Wars. Like he was part of. Huh. that and Lucas helped him with Godfather like those guys are that's another thing that's cool it's like a community of artists of course, and Spielberg as well part of that whole little Yeah rag like pack. those guys helped each other they worked with each other uh, it's cool th- cuz i don't know that that exists anymore probably not which is which is it's it's a shame cuz i think that's i mean because well,
0: everything's run by the studio There's yeah. a reason why those yeah.
2: movies it's funny because you guys know the movie uh the the book uh Easy Riders and Raging Bulls it's about yes. that time Yeah day. yeah yeah and he and said, like, basically, those guys were given the keys to the kingdom and they all blew it. All of them. William Friedkin won an Oscar, can't make a movie anymore. Brian De Palma, Cope, like, they basically. We're given all this money and all this freedom, and they all fucking blew up in like a cocaine haze. <laughs> and it's it, it's funny going back. You but can, what
0: a way to go! You can see
2: the co- <laughs> like you can see the coke in a lot of these mo- like you know what I mean. Like you can see that they're movies made under the influence of cocaine. Scarface. We reviewed that four films ago. We just did Scarface on my podcast. Uh, and it, it is it's a movie about cocaine made by people doing. cocaine. <laughs> Written by a
3: guy who is nothing on. He said he said self
2: admittedly I was on cocaine the entire time. A cocaine a, a cocaine expert. Um, just one other point I want to make cuz again I I do love Coppola like meeting him and having lunch with him was one of the great moments of my life. He is he is my artistic hero. He's I he has a quote this is um what did he say uh it takes no imagination to live within your means, which is an amazing like way to live as an artist. Like he's bankrupted companies, but now he's a wine guy and he's built resorts just like an ama- and his kids have become artists. Just an amazing and he's cultivated a lot of young artists. But I, I do think that um he I think even he realizes because I was actually listening to the voiceover commentary of these movies, which I highly recommend. God, you
3: are hardcore for this show. I shit. had
2: yeah. oh dude I look I Coppola is my I'm not kidding, he's my We brought the right
0: girl. guy on for this so, movie. Yeah.
2: Uh, so yeah, I'm fun- still
0: not. I'm still not sure that you've even tried to gut the sacred cow, though. You have but- <laughs> not. I know. What
3: do you mean? You haven't gutted. It. Like you, there's there's not the vitriol
0: like we've seen for I'm
2: some films a- in here. Well, you've
0: like you've maybe slapped the antler of the cow. Well, you it, haven't
2: because, really. Because, because it, you may have milked it
0: pretty viciously.
2: But I, because, again, the argument. I don't think the argument has to be made that it's a terrible movie, but is it the greatest of, of all time? No. And is it better than the original? I would argue no. So there's a there's a quote that Coppola says in the voiceover commentary. He says, I would imagine every scene in Godfather 2 has a precedent in a, scene, in a scene in the first Godfather. And in a funny way, the story, to take it further, repeats, it repeats itself. And that was one of the reasons I gave it the double time structure going back and forth between mm-hmm. the young Vito and, and Michael. Uh, Godf- uh, beyond just making the first Godfather over again, which is partly what I thought I was doing, other than that, I didn't know a way to extend out from the first movie. So he's basically admitting that he didn't know a way to extend the – the, the story, so he really doesn't have a reason to go deeper into the Michael Corleone story. Right. So he could have just made a movie about the young Michael, the young Vito Corleone, which he and should that, have done. That would have been an incredible what, movie. What I
0: th- I kept looking for parallels between when they would go back and forth between Vito and Michael, and I kept saying, "All right, so Vito just did that, so now Michael's gonna yeah. somehow." Experience. And it was it was actually the opposite. It was Vito learning something, and then Michael doing
2: the opposite of what oh, Vito yeah, just yeah, yeah. learned. Right,
0: like it was it.
2: Well, so the the sequence where he uh, where young Vito kills uh, Don Finucci during the uh, San Rocco feast that's maybe the greatest movie sequence of all. Like unfucking believable, incredible. The music, the way it's shot, the way it's cut back and forth, and then it it ends with him holding up the infant Michael and saying, "Michael, devoyu benessere, benessere," which means I love you very much. And it's so poignant, and it immediately cuts to Michael being an asshole as an adult. It's like, right. that's that's what these movies are about. It's about the sins of the father. Yeah, like he. And and it's interesting because talking about the Irishman, talking about Scarface, in order to become that guy, you, you have to commit a murder. There's always a murder that makes those guys. So, so Scarface at the very beginning, he kills the guy. Oh, for for a green card I cut him up real nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so there, it, so Vito Corleone becomes Vito Corleone because he doesn't listen to his friends and cower in front of Don Finucci. He kills Don Fanucci. Right. And same thing in the Irishman. He becomes the Irishman because he's already he's like, Oh, you want you wanna kill a guy? I can kill a guy without missing a beat. Yeah, I paint houses. Hmm. So yeah, I just, I, just, um, I, I, I do think like I, I'm a big believer in like proportion in art. Like, I hate long movies. I don't understand why every fucking movie is two and a half hours now. And I understand like a, if it's, you're gonna tell an epic story, short sure, by all means. But the the Michael part of Godfather Two is not an epic story. It literally could have been a couple, a handful of. So scenes. it's filler, is what you're saying? Yeah, it could have been that. So that's what I'm saying. I think you could have made either a longer Godfather One, or you could have just tacked on. Or you could have made a 110-minute Godfather Part Two that's just young Michael Corleone. I
0: wholeheartedly agree.
2: I don't think you've got the sacred
0: cow. I do think you've
2: pissed off a lot of
3: older fans of the that's film. Fine. No, I get it. Uh, I Again, I like it. It definitely drags. It has moments you're like, eh. And again, it's funny how you watch it as the saga where it's it's done in exactly in order as that was meant, when, you know, putting in parts of one and two and mixing them in. That's, that's, I didn't even know that was out there. I didn't either. I did not either uh Kevin Israel did Peter Garacis change your mind at all no I, uh, I I pretty
0: much agree with him. i again, I think i just i have a I have a weird experience with this movie because I literally just watched it, and it is such an epic movie that 's so highly regarded and so influential but um I came away feeling i enjoyed i enjoyed the first one a lot more than the second one, right The second one felt like a slog most of the time, I thought it was just because I watched them right in a row. But it, it really came down to the the dichotomy of the two parts of the second movie, and they just didn't match up for me. Like every time they went back to Vito, I was like, "Nice, I want to yeah, I want to yeah, learn yeah. more about right. this." And it almost wasn't enough. Like he went from being to killing Don Finucci to suddenly he was the man, and like I I wanted more. Like I wanted to know yeah. how did that how did that lead into him becoming the man?
3: What did he like, do uh, in power once he became in power? Besides right. just you know. Oh, here's an oh, a lady here, with here, her dog. Here are a bunch of oranges for free, which yeah. is a great scene too. The the, the whole dog with the yeah stuff
2: its, it's amazing because that's that's like that's real like texture. That's real yeah. like great story. And it, and
0: it was it was such a nice little like he wasn't get stealing a million dollars he wasn't wow. he
2: was just helping this lady stay in her apartment. Well, he was showing how you be how what the boss of the neighborhood is right. what he really
0: is right go ask some people about me yeah and then he comes back and he goes, here's your money yeah,
2: and here I'm gonna cut a rent. I'm gonna go rent more oh uh, yeah. yes because that, that fear that's what sells it is the fear yeah. of just his reputation now it's, I had uh, I came up with a theory I, I call it the poop test. Uh, today, because I had the t- I had it on. I was in the bathroom. Did bath- you watch while taking a shit for three and a half hours? No, but I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom, and I could hear the TV, and I go, oh, you know, you know how you know if you're on the bathroom and you're like cr- literally crap. I'm like, oh, I want to get back to the TV because I can hear a good scene. Yeah. I'm on, I'm in the bathroom, and I hear some Hyman Roth, Johnny Ola scene, and I'm like, I'll just take my time in the bathroom. <laughs> so but if it you know, if it had been like right. he's about to kill Salazzo, I would have hurried up and got got back out into the living room.
0: Oh, I've 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 definitely waddled out of the bathroom with my underwear around my ankles to catch a scene. Yeah. Like, oh this is this I need to see this. David told
3: us a great joke. He said, uh how to get a sports hernia? Great question. Was it doing push ups? No. It's because I had uh I heard the Simpsons theme song. I said I knew about three seconds to get out there, so I finished this turn up and heard a pop. <laughs> And he's right. I listen. Godfather Two is solid. It's not the best, for sure, as I have said since day one, but it is good. I really thought you were gonna come in here and
2: say like I hated it. Like I hated the film. What would, on a one to ten, what would you give Godfather Two? Uh, it has to be all of it. I mean, because of the because of the Vito Corleone, the young Vito Corleone stuff, I have to still give it like a six. It's still great. That's the thing is again to me like a sacred cow. Is people you can't say anything bad about it. I think it's overpraised. I think it's overly regarded. It's still, I'd still watch it over most of the, I'd, I wouldn't watch any of these fucking Avengers movies, I'll p- put it that way. Well, now there's a real sacred <laughs> cow that's about to be attempted. Do you see yeah, yeah. Israel's chin just tucked I, down? I, mean, I love that you're wearing together. a Ghostbusters hoodie. Like, that's well, Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies it's of all time. Fa- it is my favorite movie. It's my favorite time. New York movie. Like, I love, like, it's what, a What's real... your favorite Chicago film, then, since we have- <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day. Ah, it's mine. Oh, my. wow. I was going to slap you if, you if you said Avengers and babysitting. That's a terrible I film. moved to Chicago partly because I, I was thinking about it, and I saw Ferris Bueller, like, driving into downtown, into the loop, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking move to that town, and I literally moved there. <laughs> and now you're here because the winters
3: suck, and their sports teams are bad too. yep Kevin Israel. Do we have fun today? I always have fun. You always have fun. That's an interesting, you, again. I was still a little taken aback. I thought you were, you were gonna come in here like guns plays in this
2: film. You sucks. know, I'm in a, a, a time. No, like, in jersey. Like, what do you I, resp- yeah. I, I liked yeah. what you did. Yeah. I wasn't,
0: it wasn't the, what we've been used to the first nine episodes. But I respected it. He was very knowledgeable about the movie. Very much. Um... And I really and being hot off of seeing these two movies for the first time, I had so many thoughts and so many questions that it was nice to be able to talk to somebody even who do, just didn't have even opinions. Even doing
2: this is like I'm like the worst thing you could be is, is in Sicilian culture is either a rat or a traitor. Like there's gonna be people who are like I told my brother what I was doing. He goes, I wouldn't do that.
3: <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm He's like buddy, don't worry. Their audience isn't that big. He goes,
2: <laughs> I, I was because I was asking because I've never read the novel and uh, I was asking him. I was like, is the young Vito stuff in the novel? And he goes, I don't remember exactly. It is. And I said, well, I'm going. Do this podcast where I'm going to say that I think part two is overrated. He goes, Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Because that's an interesting take. That's my little brother. That's my kid brother. I was passed over. I was passed over. That's it. John Casali. like, rest in peace. Unfucking believable. Like He married. Meryl Streep, right? Yeah, yeah. And then
3: he died. He, he did like he, three films: he would, uh, he Deer would,
2: Hunter, this, and what was the other one? He would, did the two Godfathers, Deer Hunter, Dog Day, Dog Day After Dog Day Afternoon. and he was, he's he's in he the was, conversation. He was in Godfather One. Yeah, it's Fredo. I, I just don't remember even one. Of, he was there. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. When yeah. I haven't watching so hot. long, Papa. Papa, When Brando gets shot, yeah. he's driving him.
0: Uh, he's the, yeah, he's that's like his moment where he's he just starts screwing an, up. That's
2: another thing is like you get a, drops the gun. You get enough of Fredo being a screw up, like and with the Mo Green stuff in the part in part one, yeah. you don't need like they just made Fredo into such a sh- like he's already the weak guy. You already feel bad for him. He, he had know. pneumonia as a naked baby with his yeah, dick hanging don't out enough him. already. I'll tell you what. To <laughs> this day, I have no idea which what's the order of the ch- the Corleone children. I don't know who's the oldest. Who's is I Sonny? Think Sonny, Sonny, was the oldest. Sonny, Sonny? Sonny was the oldest. I think Fredo. Was. I think Fredo's then, the oh god. No, Fredo's older than Michael. Yeah. But is, so right. Michael's the baby. It was, it
3: was He's Sonny. My, yeah, my older brother. It was brother. Sonny, Where's Fredo, Connie? Michael.
2: Connie. Oh, that doesn't. I matter. have no idea. Another thing, too. Connie is she's Useless. great, and she's in, in part one. She plays a role. Then she becomes like a fucking floozy for no yeah. reason. You just met him. You just got off your divorce, honey. Like that—that that was what, what and the mom it's said. it's like you, the, the first one starts with a wedding, which is amazing, and then the second one's going to start with a baptism, ba- with like, yeah. like a knockoff wedding. Like yeah. what? It's come on, Francis. Let's talk again. Let's have I, another lunch. I love.
3: I love the, I love the thing with with the senator. He goes, "Listen, I'm gonna be honest. I don't like your people. I'm just going to keep squeezing you." Yeah. Yeah. Here's my offer. You and ready? You have to leave. Now. You, can, you can listen right now. It's zero. Another it's nothing. And uh, you're going to pay for that fee. Thank you very much.
2: Another point I wanted to make. So there, somebody says something interesting because I, I love Sopranos too. Sopranos is uh, the first gangster thing that was about gangsters that grew up watching The Godfather. Yeah. So it's reverential to The Godfather. So again, when The Godfather came out, there was none of this stuff in the culture. It created – This culture, so but I what I love about the Godfather is that it's a lot of it's implied. It's not vulgar. It's not a lot of the stuff is just like you're trying to figure out exactly what they mean. Godfather two is like is like is kind of grosser and more vulgar. The whole like the bloody girl like the horse's head that's amazing, but like the dead girl in the is a bit much. And when they go to the sex, Oh the center, yeah, that's right. Okay, the yeah. sex club in Cuba. Do you guys know what That yeah. was so weird. Yeah, Gross. With, with the, with what the, is the Superman it? they called him. Yeah. Like, you know that what the inside joke is to that? What? So uh, a le- so there was a they have these like sex shows in Cuba. Yeah. This guy's like got a 12-inch dick and he's like they literally like, people go there and watch them like fucking on stage. So allegedly Marlon Brando went to Cuba, went to one of those shows and ran off with the Superman. So that's like a rumor in Hollywood that he like he, him, and he bounced and did whatever you can. What your imagination will let you do. So, it's to doing me, horrible things. So, to me, I, I take right that as a dig to Brando. That's like an insider dig oh, that wow. Coppola did to Brando. I don't know. I don't have any evidence for that, but to me, that seems like that's what that scene is. Yeah, about. that whole Cuba
3: thing. I was just like this. This. It's like the casino scene in Last Jedi. Unnecessary. Yep, that's yeah. a great comparison. Thank well done.
2: You. Yeah, thanks. I, did, I I. It's because people don't know how to tell stories anymore, and I. It's. It's like, get to the fucking point. Like, let's follow a character from the beginning, middle to end. And in a weird way, I kind of blame Coppola because this whole telling shit out of order, it's like – it's funny because Coppola, another thing he said on the voiceover is that uh, the the different time cuts were shorter and it tested badly because people wanted to spend more time with whatever time period they're in. It's yeah. like, yeah, because they want to hear a story. Right. Like, you're, you're with young Vito Corleone. You want to know what happens next. Right. That's what a story is. It's like following one character – in a situation to the end, right? And in a, in a way, this movie kind of like taught everybody, like, oh no, we'll just we'll just jump around, and you'll start at the, like the Irishman, perfect example. Why not just tell that story, like who this guy is, how he became what he was, to the end? Yep. And I can't even tell wh- where in the story. I is- couldn't either, and I said I kept saying to my
0: wife, w- "Which time period is this?" She's like, "Why does it matter?" I was like, "Cause it's we're
2: watching a movie. What do you mean, why does it matter?" <laughs> I think one of the few films to pull out with such grace is Pulp Fiction. But Pulp Fiction is also, like, a great movie that inspired a lot of terrible movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that movie, there's a reason for why it's told out of order. And and Tarantino said it. He goes, "These these are very basic kind of pulp stories that I wanted to spice up but every fucking story doesn't have to be told this way now right. you can have a story that starts at the beginning goes to the middle and then goes to the but end but then it's not avant-garde well, it's called it's called western civilization I like to start with dessert what it's called a fucking <laughs> thousands of years of western civilization telling stories and teaching lessons and Greek plays and whatever, you know, novels or whatever you have. Now it's like everybody's just throwing everything away and we're going to start fresh. Are, are you sure passion? you're
3: not Sith Lord 742 on these reviews here with this, <laughs> with these well-thought-out, you know, thoughts, fun, Rotten Tomatoes reviews? I should start writing Amazon. I've never written
2: a review of anything online. Do it. It's fine. I won't, even the ones that people are like, hey, can you write a review? I don't even. I won't even write a review. Well, we're not going to ask you to. Have you guys written a review of my podcast? Yeah. I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. I was on your fucking podcast. I know. You, <laughs> I did
3: Caddyshack. It's actually talk about your podcast uh, So
2: I am the co-host of a podcast called Kill You Last uh, It's available on all platforms It's an 80s action movie podcast We do branch out which is why we do uh, comedies like Caddyshack and other movies But the idea is kind of uh, to explore uh, 80s action movies as a, as a jumping off point I love So that. every week my co-host Alex Beshara He's young, he's a millennial He's never seen any of these movies, so he's coming. I already in. want to punch him in the face. He's coming. Well, no, he's coming <laughs> in fresh. Uh, so he's got like a, a brand new perspective on all these movies. And me, I've seen most of them a hundred times. And the guest picks the movie. So the three of us together, we just have it's a very loose conversation. It's some of the episodes kind of veer into other, uh, other non-movie related stuff. But it's uh, it's it's growing. We're have you done Crawl yet? No, that I, film. Blows. It sounds like it. Bl- I've never seen it. It's but it the sounds...
0: boomerang, though. Like the, like the. It's the glaive, thank you, no, and it's one know. of the greatest it's weapons the in movie glaive. history.
2: Oh.
3: If no one has done Commando, I'd like to come back on. I'll talk well, down. so uh, oh,
2: if no, nobody's done Commando, so, no, my yeah. my little brother, uh, the one who told me not to t- to do this, uh, he named the podcast "Kill You Last," so that's a line from Commando. So he's actually. Oh, claimed, all right, right. Oh, oh, yeah. you, you. said You said you'd kill me last. I, I lied. He's so he's claimed Commando. So one of these days he's going to come on and go. But I let I let the, I'll do any Arnold or Stallone film for that matter. I let the guest pick the movie, which is why we've done some like weird, like we haven't done Blade Runner, which I'm dying to do. There's so many movies that I'm dying to do that we haven't done, but then we've done like Grease too. Don't ask me why. Uh, I've never seen Grease one or two. I, I had not, or will ever, not wanted to until I, until Grease I had two, to. a great,
0: a uh, great superhero movie.
2: Yeah, it was well, well, it directed by Stallone, so at least it has some connection to. That's right. At least no, Grease
3: 2? Yes. No, I thought it was Staying Alive he directed.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we also did Staying Alive, which I didn't want to do, which was directed by Stallone. Yeah, Grease 2. Grease is not... 2, the only claim to fame is it has Michelle Pfeiffer in her
3: story. Uh, well. How dare you forget Adrian Zemed of Bachelor Party is also in that oh, film. Oh, that's
2: right. That's right. Shame on One you. One of my first dirty movies. Hey, guys, it's Cole. If. <laughs> if that if I was that kid, I'd breastfeed till I was fifteen years yeah. old. As that age. <laughs> the, one of the subtle
3: times I just die laughing. When Tom Hanks is playing tennis on the on the on the courts, and he's taking the tennis racket and swinging like a baseball bat, and just hitting balls off the field. Like, that's something I would do. Every, I think every
2: guy's done yeah, that yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. tennis. So and, not, just, and just pissing off the dad yeah. nonstop. I'm like, that's that's so you guys know I, the comedian Ian Fidance Yeah, yeah. It looks so, exactly I like the long, I know. Yeah, yeah, who finds out that the, that bitch is a trick yeah.
3: which is
2: so funny. But the fun, oh, he's he
0: does look just like him? Yeah. Holy shit!
3: I never he's put like, that together. Like the last throat. ten minutes of that film goes so far off the rails. With the drive, like where they they go through the movie theater. Dock. Yeah, it was just chasing that whole thing. It's I, like they I end know. up blazing saddles. It's, uh, a, it's 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 like a coat filled. Like we got to finish the meal but how do we finish it? I know we're going to drive to a, a movie theater and have people getting lasers and, ch- and chase and chasing down. Yeah.
2: Also, a very quiet Michael Dudikoff, soon to be a American, American Ninja. Ninja. Another movie that I love. Parts one and two are great.
3: <laughs> I've never seen American Ninja yes. one or two. Is it '80s action schlock
2: at its finest? Uh, it's pretty. It's yeah. It's like like, Red Scorpion. It's third tier '80s. It follows all the beats, but it's it's good. It's for it's enjoyable. It's for like uh, if you're flipping through the channels and it comes on on a Saturday afternoon, it's an enjoyable flick. Not like Jim Cotta. I've never seen that either. Jim Cotta's another one. It's, and that's why, like, the 80s was great because they just had to make a movie about everything. Just everything. They're like, we gotta blood have... Bloodsport, a- has anyone done that one yet? We did do Bloodsport. Oh, right? my God. That's, right. my, that's a 2 fastball It does for me. not hold up well. What? It's, it's, here's, here's, here's my, here's my uh, funny thought on Bloodsport. So, Jean-Claude Van Damme is Belgium. He's got a French accent. This is, I think it was his, was that his What first, are you doing? Keep fighting. Was that his first movie? Yes. So that's his introduction to Hollywood. So there's a flashback scene at the beginning. Where Technically he's, his second film, he was the predator.
0: He filmed, predator. Yeah, originally, film, yeah, and, uh, and like he got fired. like 10 minutes of the, of, as the predator.
2: And then yeah. he, he quit. Um, he, so they have to do a, a, a scene where it's a young kid playing the young Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, I know. I, is this the giant singer to talk about? The, no, the I, wardrobe? S- I swear oh, yeah, the kid is has Down syndrome. Yeah. And i <laughs> I think at that time here they're like, can we get a French kid? They're like, no. Like, what do we do? Get a retarded kid. Just put him in. It sounds the same. Like, how literally, you fight? It sounds, the kid is like, I, I- don't know how to do this-, this.
3: By the way, so talk about blood sport for a hot second, then we're, we're going to wrap up. This is the prototypical case of person who does not follow sports at all in charge of wardrobe. So a uh, young Frank Dukes wears a New York Giants shirt. But a San Francisco Giants hat. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so cheap. Like, the person in charge like, oh, Giants, get this Giants stuff. It's fine. Like, I don't know if this, the they're, gr- they're based in, like, probably yeah, based in awesome. California. The girl
2: is terrible. For some reason, Forrest She's Whitaker hot. is, like, the fifth lead in this movie, which is so weird to see. Like, it's like they, there's that famous line that in Hollywood nobody knows anything. Like, they don't know why a success is a success. They don't know why another movie is a failure. They literally don't know who's going to be the stars. Because they had Forrest Whitaker... One of the greats of all time, and they're like, just throw hold him on, Hold that. on, hold on. How is Forrest Whitaker one of the greats of all time back in 1987? All
3: he's known for is well, fast what, times. What at I'm Van saying High. is
2: they couldn't, they couldn't predict that he was going right. to be a great actor and have a great career. They thought Jean Claude Van Damme was a fucking star. And he, he is. He flamed out after three years. Uh, Again, co-
3: excuse you. Coca- cocaine. Maximum, r- maximum risk is not. Uh, uh, so uh, what's his dancing. Uh,
1: Kickboxer.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and also you forget Donald Gibb, ogre from right. uh, Revenge of the Nerds, one, n two, oh, he's and right. three. Yep. Kevin Israel has he changed my mind? The answer is no, because it hasn't. He didn't come out and, and try and torpedo this film. He said it kind of is what it is, and just besides a few edits, it's still a solid film. Overrated. I still appreciate this appearance. I do too. I absolutely out. do, and I completely agree that one is better. Yeah,
2: one no, is better. I, honestly, I've been waiting for the platform to go deep into why I think have these thoughts about. Because you you come out and say, you know what, I think part We're two is glad kind of, we could offer you. No, you, the, you come out and you say, all right, oh, I, I think part two is overrated. And people are like, hold on, wait, wait a minute. So it's like it's nice to be able to go deep into why I think part two is overrated. So you give it a six out of ten. You say six and a half, right? and and five of the six is the is. Yeah, the, the Niro, I Young totally Greenville, agree. You take that out, and it's, it's probably a, not a rewatch at all. Peter Garaci, where can we find you? Uh, Instagram at TheGaraci. It's uh, the word the, and then G-U-A-R-R-A-C-I. Kevin we, Israel.
3: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, was, I don't know else? if you guys
2: plug anything. or, yeah, plug do, or do, 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 do Do I have plug? Eh, I got shows coming up, but if you follow on Instagram. <laughs> I can't th- I get, well, I don't want to get the dates or the clubs wrong, so I do, I do stand-up comedy. Look at my Instagram and find me. Trust them. He says so. <laughs> I'm funny on stage.
0: You can find me at uh, KevinIsrael.com, my album The Struggle Is Real, on iTunes, and I'll be headlining Catch a Rising Star uh, New Year's Eve. Nice.
3: KevinGoti.com, Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber. Who likes paying f- for Christmas gifts with free money? I do. 65% for the year against the spread. Go on Patreon.com slash Fantasy Football gibber Jabber to find my lock picks. Uh, and that's every week. And, of course, uh, one more time. We're going to say this yet again. Write a goddamn review, please, of our show. Five stars on iTunes. Could you say
0: that in Sicilian?
3: I, no. Or
2: Italian, perhaps? perhaps. Perf- it's the same thing. Per favore, scrive una review... <laughs>
0: I don't know. That Maybe sounds like how
2: I would have said it. I, don't know. I love watching and I love watching this too. Like
3: там, <laughs> da, ta, da 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 in
2: New York, d
3: th- d- d- <laughs> yeah, was like, uh, the car. They,
2: uh, Italians love to throw in American words and stuff like il, il weekend. Like that's what they're, they're <laughs> the oh, rapper or the actual no, Saturday the, and Sunday. The, the extra, like fari il weekend is like, what are you going to do for the weekend? Cuba uh, Cuban is the same. Or Spanish, you mean? Well, they call it
0: Cuban because Spanish-Cuban is completely different from the The dialects are different,
2: but it's tomato-tomato. Different, Well, different forms. And Sicilian is a different language, and he's speaking real Sicilian, which is amazing.
3: KevinGotee.com, like I said, gutting the sacred cow, fantasy football jibber-jabber. That's it, guys. Thank you so much. Peter Garacci, thanks for coming in today. We appreciate you taking down or trying to take down Godfather 2, at least showing us there are different angles to look at it from. Kevin Israel, my friend, always good to see you, always sir. Always a good time. We shall see you guys soon. Take care. Peace. Thanks, guys.